Well, it's a great blessing to be here in the city of Warrington today. It's been a good 12 years since we were last here. And the Word of God says to be ready in season and out of season to preach the gospel, to give a defense of the faith that lies in those of us which are saved. And like I've been saying for most of this year, I would like to think that if the Lord has done something for you, something wonderful that you would take the time to share it with anyone at any time at any place I've got a great scripture to read from the Gospel of Luke Luke chapter 19 and Jesus entered and passed through Jericho and behold there was a man named Zacchaeus which was a chief among the publicans and he was rich so straight away, we read about a wealthy man called Zacchaeus. And what I really love about the Bible is that you are told about people, real people that lived. And the Word of God says over in the book of Revelation how the names of the Lamb are in the Lamb's book of life. Which simply means that if you have believed on the Lord Jesus Christ, if you are born again, you belong to him. And he belongs to you. And that's wonderful news because most people are hoping for heaven. Most people have some belief in an afterlife, although it's not very fashionable to speak about such. Most people keep their religion to themselves. And yet the Bible says that the real church those that are born again are to go into the whole world and preach the gospel we have wonderful news and like I have been saying and we'll say one more time I would like to think if you people in Warrington had good news for myself or for anybody else you would take the time to share it but like I say from the Gospel of Luke we are reading about a man called Zacchaeus it says he was a rich man it says he was chief among the publicans. He was a tax collector, which for the first century was a pretty uh, unpopular job to do. Even today, tax collectors or the tax men isn't thought of as being particularly uh, respectful. Most people try and uh, dodge such a person and they do what they do because the Bible says that all that ever came before the Lord are thieves and liars. Let's keep reading on. And he sought to see Jesus, who he was. And he could not for the press because he was little of stature. This man was a wealthy individual, like I say, a well-to-do individual. And word got back to him that Jesus was on his way to Jericho. And this man would drop everything that he was doing and head off in search of the Lord Jesus Christ and I read this last night and I thought to myself this, I wonder how many people in Warrington would stop what they are doing and run to meet the Lord Jesus Christ. I know many people are religious. I know many people have some sort of a belief system and yet if you ask them to explain it to you, there's very little that they can offer. I mean, when it comes to real substance, most people go to a particular church because they were born in such a church most people become a member of a particular religion 
because it was recommended to them or somebody came and told them all about it but here we're in about a personal relationship between Zacchaeus and the Lord Jesus Christ and one more time it says he was little of stature he's a small man and yet he's a bigger man than most people in Britain today he would wear his heart on his sleeve he wouldn't think twice about seeking out the author of life he wouldn't think twice about dropping what he was doing in search of the author and finisher of our faith it says in verse 4 and he ran before and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him this man is now running to meet the Lord Jesus Christ and he sees a tree and this tree I would imagine would be a typical tree referred to here as a sycamore tree he climbs the tree and he probably gets bark all over him but that's okay he's probably heard about Jesus Christ Jesus Christ preached for three and a half years all over Israel when it comes to miracles he was the man and Zacchaeus wants to meet him he wants to shake his hand he's probably heard from friends and family that have met the Lord Jesus Christ when it comes to miracles the Lord Jesus Christ was the man not many people in history that did as many miracles as the Lord Jesus Christ and he's come into proximity he's found the Lord Jesus Christ he runs before a good picture of humbling oneself and climbs up into a sycamore tree to see him because he's a small man and I can see many trees in the city of uh, Warrington and yet I ask the question one more time how many people here would humble themselves how many people here would repent that's the word repent how many people here would change their mind how many people here would climb up a tree to get a glimpse of the man from Galilee climbs up into a sycamore tree to see him for he was to pass that way it must have been a wonderful occasion for Zacchaeus despised by his own people the word of course is apostasy the Jews didn't like the Romans it was even uh, more difficult for them to see someone like Zacchaeus a Jewish man working for the state that really got under their skin and yet this man has done something which maybe just two or three of their rulers would do this man has humbled himself the Bible speaks about the Lord blessing those that humble themselves and yet unfortunately we have a problem today of pride churches have told people over the last probably 50 or 60 years that God loves you well that's technically true he loves you through the Lord Jesus Christ and they tell people that they're good to go which of course is not true you can't get to heaven unless you are born again you can't get to heaven or paradise unless you are born again I guess one of the biggest problems and deceptions that I am aware of is this belief that if you were baptized when you were a young child or a young person or if you were confirmed or if you give to charity that perhaps you are good to go impossible no works can save anybody it's all through the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ and when Jesus came to the place he looked up and saw him and said unto him Zacchaeus make haste and come down for today I must abide at thy house could you imagine Jesus Christ saying that to you it says over in the Gospel of John that the Lord's sheep know his name they know his voice 
and one day he will call us uh, out of this out of this world he will call us by our first names and off we go we will leave this world one of the difficulties today is trying to get people to look at the bigger picture people are very much living for the here and now which i can understand of course i can and yet if i was to say to you that every year 56 million people die that's around 8,000 for every 24 hours that's a lot of people and yet I have to ask myself this how many of those people have made their peace with the Lord but I love this verse and when Jesus came to the place he looked up and saw him this is a great picture of the Savior spotting a sinner this is a great picture of a sinner spotting the Savior you spot him he spots you this man's on the cusp of coming into a relationship with the one true God. Make place, come down, for today, right now, I must abide at thy house. Here the Lord Jesus Christ has met a man, despised, like I say, and he says to Zacchaeus, I must abide at thy house. Here the Lord Jesus Christ has invited himself to visit this man to have a meal with this man this is a great picture of the marriage supper of the lamb it's all very well to be saved it's all very well to be born again it's all very well to have your sins washed in the blood of the lamb i mean all of your sins all of your past present and future sins like lying like stealing like blasphemy like adultery like fornication the list goes on and on and on and here this man is on good ground this man knows he has a sin problem we've lost that we've lost that in Britain today if you go to your doctor your doctor will talk you out of your sin problem if you consult a psychiatrist if you can afford such or if you consult a psychologist or a psychotherapist they will talk you out of your sin problem and this is where the churches I'm sorry to say have failed not just the people of Warrington but the people of Britain until a person comes to the end of themselves like our man here Zacchaeus the saviour of the world will mean nothing to you people just go through life doing their own thing they are convinced that all is well in their own lives who's who is going to challenge them who's going to challenge people who's going to say to somebody are you born again why shouldn't you go to hell that's a question to ask yourself why shouldn't you go to hell never mind why should you go to heaven why shouldn't you go to hell has somebody done something for you has somebody covered your sin does somebody love you if you break the law of this land you know what happens you'll be arrested put before a court and a good court if they are any decent sort of a court will spend time examining you and if you are found guilty of breaking the law of this country you will be punished you would expect that wouldn't you and yet if somebody steps forward if somebody says well your honor i've been listening to what's been said over the last little while and i'm aware that this person has broken your laws or have broken this or that particular statute and yet i want to cover the person's fine you know what that means it means you are free to go if you get a parking ticket or if your council tax is due any day now the council doesn't care who pays it as long as somebody pays it and the Bible speaks about such being the Lord Jesus Christ he covers your sin he paid for my sin but you've got to help yourself like Zacchaeus has done 
and he made haste and came down and received him joyfully. So you've got a very wealthy man, not ashamed to make a fool out of himself, didn't think twice about being laughed at by his peers. Word has got to him that the saviour of the world is en route. He drops what he's doing, he runs to the saviour, and up that tree he goes. He's covered in bark. He could have been up there for 15, 20, 25, 30 minutes. It made no difference as far as he was concerned. This was the greatest event of his life. He sees the Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord Jesus Christ sees him. The Bible says if you love the Lord, you are greatly blessed. And a conversation takes place. But what really fascinates me is that this man Zacchaeus was just an ordinary guy plucked from obscurity. Dr. Luke, who wrote the Gospel of Luke, was told this story through the inspiration of the Holy Ghost. He writes about the man Zacchaeus and it goes into the Word of God, the most sold book in the world. And my purpose is quite simply to read these verses to hopefully awaken anyone anywhere at any time to examine this wonderful statement, this wonderful conversation, this wonderful situation. Two people coming into contact, one despised, one eventually greatly beloved, being the Lord Jesus Christ. Two people speaking, two people connecting. It's like we like to say, you have to help yourself. This man didn't just look at the Lord. This man didn't just think about the Lord. This man came to the Lord. This man humbled himself. This man actually did something about what he was witnessing. And when they saw it, they all murmured, saying that he was gone to be a guest with a man that is a sinner. Self-righteous people. Unfortunately, many people are self-righteous. This guy, Zacchaeus, was despised hated like I say and yet he humbled himself he made a fool out of himself and within five minutes of doing that he's being criticized by his own crowd they're saying this man is a sinner meaning a reprobate a terrible person and on top of that why is it possible that the man from Galilee who never sinned a day in his light uh, in a day in his life would want to spend five minutes with such a sinner and yet I'm so glad he spent time with me like 15 years ago. And when they saw it, they all murmured, they all complained, saying that he was going to be a guest with a man that is a sinner. Self-righteousness is a major problem. A good number of religious people, sometimes saved, sometimes unsaved, can become very critical, very self-righteous. They don't like the idea first and foremost, that somebody could have their sins forgiven by the blood of the Lamb. They want you to do something. They feel that you should do something to have your sins forgiven. And they feel that you should do something to continue to be saved. But that won't save anybody. The Bible says, for by grace are you saved by faith and that not of yourselves. It is a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. And Zacchaeus stood and said unto the Lord, Behold, Lord, the half of my goods I give to the poor, and if I have taken anything from any man by false accusation, 
I restore him fourfold. That's a wonderful picture of reconciliation. That's a wonderful picture of repentance. That's a wonderful picture of regeneration. That's a wonderful picture of somebody who was a thief. Somebody who was stealing from his own people, wanting to make amends. The Bible says faith that works is dead, absolutely. You may say you are saved. You may say you know the Lord Jesus Christ. You may say you go to church. You may say you are a Catholic, a Protestant, a Jehovah's Witness, a Mormon, a Seventh-day Adventist. But where's the fruit? Do you really know the Lord Jesus Christ? Was your life changed when you met him? I don't just mean cleaning up your life. Anybody can do that. Do you know him personally? Could you align yourself with someone like Zacchaeus? Could you look at someone like Zacchaeus and say, that's my man. He humbled himself and around this time he's on the cusp of losing his job. To be a tax collector in the first century was a very lucrative job to have. And he was skimming off money. He was taking money from his own people and he should have given X amount of money to the Romans and yet on top of that he was keeping money back for himself. He was stealing on both sides, robbing his own people and not giving all of the money to those that he was employed to do so. And Jesus said unto him, This day is salvation come to this house, for as much as he also is a son of Abraham. Another wonderful verse. For the Son of Man is come to seek and to save that which was lost. So please think about what you've heard over the last few minutes. The Bible makes it very clear that if somebody is born again, they are to go into the world, they are to preach the gospel, and the term gospel means good news, it's a free gift. Our purpose, quite simply, is to do just that today. We have some free DVDs, we'd like to help you on your road with the Son of God. When Zacchaeus got saved, you can be sure of this, that word spread like wildfire around Jericho, probably around Jerusalem, and people are saying this, have you heard the news? Zacchaeus, that despicable tax collector, that two-faced uh, two reprobate who's been ripping people off for 20 years, has met the man from Galilee. He's now born again, he's saved. Have you heard the news? And people are saying, really? Could this be possible? Such a wicked man, such an awful man, and yes, of course, it was possible, which means quite simply this, that if he could be saved, why couldn't you be saved? Why couldn't anybody here in Warrington today be saved? It's never too late to come to the Saviour and to have your sins forgiven. This day right now is salvation, the forgiveness of sins. Come to this house, for as much as he also is a son of Abraham, a true Israelite, and from the Gospel of John, the Lord Jesus Christ would say that one of his disciples who got saved had no deceit in him, had no guile in him. It's very hard to think of somebody saying that about someone today. I'm sure you could find fault in me. I'm sure I could find fault in you. But when the Lord Jesus Christ met one of his early apostles, Nathaniel, I think it was, he would say, Behold, an Israelite indeed, in whom is no guile, no deceit. That's a wonderful thing to hear from the words of the Saviour. And here's something very similar. This day is salvation come to this house for as much 
as he also is a son of Abraham, a true Jew, and yet for today, the Bible says from the book of uh, Galatians, there's neither Jew nor Gentile, there's neither male nor female. If anybody is in Christ, they are one in Christ. There's no distinction made about uh, concerning people's nationalities or their genders. The Bible says how all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And I'll read it one more time in close. For the Son of Man, being Jesus Christ, is come to seek and to save that which was lost. He came on a search and rescue mission. He found Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus found him. Zacchaeus helped himself. Zacchaeus repented. Zacchaeus humbled himself. Zacchaeus didn't just observe the Lord Jesus Christ. He did something. He put his faith into action. He climbed up a tree, like I say, was covered in bark, he didn't care. And he said, hey Jesus, I'm over here. And Jesus saw Zacchaeus, a conversation took place, a meal would later be enjoyed in the home of Zacchaeus. Word spread, like I say, like wildfire. People came to meet the man from Galilee. People wanted to know about Zacchaeus's conversion. And you can be sure of this as well, that once Zacchaeus was saved, you couldn't shut him up. You couldn't keep him quiet. He wanted to preach and preach and preach and preach and preach and preach about the Lord Jesus Christ. It's probably fair to say that he had a bad conscience before he was saved. It's probably fair to say that he didn't sleep well at night. It's probably fair to say that he lived on his nerves. And yet, for the first time, maybe 45 years of his life, he would sleep like a baby. His name was written in the Lamb's Book of Life, and he could say for sure that he was saved. Not that he wanted to be saved, not that he hoped to be saved, not that he was trying to do good work so that if Armageddon was to come tomorrow, he would beat it. No way. He was saved in spite of himself, not because of himself. And I wish people could understand this. As we came into this very impressive old city, we saw a lot of religious artifacts, we saw a very a beautiful statue of Oliver Cromwell. Much history in this town and I can see religious people in this town trying to work their way into heaven, trying to work their way out of hell. It's all in vain. You can't do anything when it comes to your everlasting abode. Do what Zacchaeus did. Humble yourself. Turn from unbelief to belief. Come to the Saviour. Receive him. Believe on him. The Bible says if you do that, you have passed from death unto life. It's the greatest news in town. I know people are caught up in the here and now. I can understand that. But like I've been saying, and I'll say one final time, that if somebody had done something wonderful for you, like here, concerning Zacchaeus, I would like to think you wouldn't keep it to yourselves. I'd like to think you would share it with those that you care about, not keep it back for yourselves. Zacchaeus became a preacher. Zacchaeus was a reformed man. Zacchaeus put his contemporaries to shame. That's what is wonderful when it comes to salvation. Not only are you saved, not only are you forgiven, not only have you been pardoned, but now you are a blessing to those all around you. You're no longer a hypocrite. You want to help people. You want to share the good news with anybody and those who are listening to you. And I thank you for listening to this preaching. I hope and pray that what you've heard today has made some sense to you. 
a man plucked from obscurity, a man who turned to the Saviour in faith, repented, was received, was saved, and above all, could say he was born again. And he went from knowing of the Lord to knowing the Lord personally. That's what this is all about. It's about a relationship, not about a religion, not about going to church, not about being a good person. Nobody's good. It's about humbling yourself, repenting, and being born again. And I pray the Lord will bless his wonderful word in the city of Warrington today. Amen and amen.